Welcome. Welcome Hello. back, everybody, to the Game 5 Round 11 podcast. For anybody listening, not watching on stream or on YouTube, I am your host, Trep, joined by my wonderful co-host, Mr. Will. Mr. Willis. Uh, and we have a, a, a special guest tonight, a good friend of both of ours. I competed with this man for many years. I met him in Black Ops 4, uh, and I've known him since Black Ops 4. Played with him for a long time. He's been on my stream a while. Y'all mm -hmm. know who he is. If you've been watching my stream, it's Mr. Andrew Drew Holland, my good friend. And he is Whoa. here to talk Call of Duty because that is what we do. Competitive but, COD. Yes, competitive COD. So a lot of today's episode is going to be focused around the, the CDL uh, and what's happening inside the CDL, what happened this season, what's happening at Champs. Uh, and we're going to dive into other topics as well if we have the time. But let's get these things started. And we're just, we're just going to start at the Call of Duty Vanguard CDL season. Because mm. we're at the end of it. Champs has started today. We all have a game up right now between Boston Breach and LA Thieves. But before we get into the matches at Champs, we're going to get into the season. We're going to kind of do like a little, a little quick overview of what has happened this season and uh, where we stand at champs. So, Will, let's get things yes. started, shall we? Sure. I think, I think we, should, we should skip over the pro league part and just talk about the majors. Talk about what teams okay. are in the CDL, how they've performed, yada, yada, yada. We don't need to go super in-depth with like how the CDL runs. But first, for anybody who doesn't know what the CDL is, is the Call of Duty League... 12 teams in the Call of Duty League compete throughout the season in the CDL Pro League and uh, four major tournaments and then champs, which is happening right now. Uh, we have 12 teams in total that competed in the CDL season this year. We got the Atlanta Phase, the Optic Texas, Minnesota Rocker, Los Angeles Thieves, Los Angeles Gorillas, New York Subliners, Paris Legion, Seattle Surge, Boston Breach. You already said Boston. Did I? Yeah. Do you have a list? No, no, I don't need a list. Just give me a second. All right. Maybe I do need a list. Looking I got you. A, yeah, yeah, I'm looking up a list right now. CDL teams, because there's a lot of forgettable names, chat. I'm going to be honest with you. There's a lot of forgettable names. Uh, Atlanta Phase, Boston Breach, Florida Mutineers, London Royal Ravens, Los Angeles Gorillas, Los Angeles Steves, Minnesota Rocker, New York Subliners, Optic Texas, Paris Legion, Seattle Surge, and Toronto Ultra are the 12 teams that are competing in the CDL currently. And we're just going to... We're, we're, we're not even going to go through rosters. All right? If you all want us to... Because we have a lot to talk about. We got champs going on right now. We got a whole season of the CDL to talk about. If you guys want us to cover the rosters of the CDL teams in a future episode, we will. I know... You can, you can also look it up at CallDuelyLeague.com. You can go look at each individual team and look at the rosters. But we're just going to talk about the major tournaments that have happened leading up to champs, which has started today and uh, what has happened this season. Notable names, best teams, uh, Atlanta Phase, Optic Texas, and, and Los Angeles Thieves, New York Subliners. I would say those are like the top four notable because obviously Atlanta Phase from Phase, Optic Texas from Optic, LA Thieves from 100 Thieves. You know, so those are obviously going to be the notable names in the CDL. There's uh, four more teams besides those at Champs. Yes, I know, but... So, like, just to give people an oversight on uh, okay, bigger names you. in the CDL, that's who they are. So, Will, let's kick off Major 1. 
All right, major one at all these majors chat. Everybody competes. All t all twelve teams they go through the pro league. They compete at these majors. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about major one. We're gonna talk about what happened there. Just a quick little overview. It was the Optic Texas major? Yes, sir. And um, we we know we know us three know that Optic Texas won Major 1, kicking off the year in Vanguard. That was in February, I think. Yeah. March. Yeah. Uh, March, yeah. March 3rd March through the 6th. March? Yeah, March 3rd through March. the 6th. Yeah. So Optic kicks off the season with a win at their own Major. Number yes, one sir. team in the game right off the bat. And, of course, we know FaZe. Uh, they obviously did well. They placed second that event, losing to Optic in the finals. Um... Toronto placed fourth, London placed third, and so on and so forth. Each win you get in the CDL, you gain CDL points, which puts you in the standings, and all the standings matter for is champs, which is going on right now. But Optic wins Major 1. Uh, that roster consists of Skump, Dashi, Shotzi, and Illy. Uh, obviously a brand new roster coming into the Vanguard season. We knew that roster was going to be good. They came out and showed it. Uh, so just major one, Optic Texas. Uh, will I'm gonna get both of y'all's thoughts. Will go first. Major one, Optic Texas. We'll get into how they perform the rest of the year, but major one, Optic, was a different Optic. Yeah, I mean you got to kind of look at the circumstance that came around that team. Um, so two really big names in esports fused together this year. Um, Optic was acquired by Envy Gaming, which is the parent company that owns brands like Team Envy, which is one of the biggest names in esports. Uh, and then um, the Dallas Fuel, which is their Overwatch team. Uh, Empire for the yeah, CDL. and for, for anybody who yeah. knows about the CDL, you will know that as the Dallas Empire from the last two seasons. Yeah, so, well, no. Dallas Fuel are their Overwatch team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, they had but a COD team called Dallas. Empire. Yeah, yeah. But Empire and Optic merged together yeah, to create the Dallas Optic Empire. Texas. Were rebranded to Optic Texas. Um, the two Optics, two players from Optics roster were brought in with two players from the old Dallas Empire roster. Um, Shotzi and Illy were on Dallas Empire, and then Scump and Dashi were on Optic Chicago last year. Uh, so when you when you think about the circumstances from that roster, um, Optic had a not so good performance at champs last year. I think they got like sixth place or something like that. Uh, I believe they placed they, third. They placed top four for sure last year. Yeah, they placed top four. Yeah, they were they were third. Um, and then uh, I think Empire were fourth. Uh, Empire got second. Champs last year? No, Ultra did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they did, didn't they? I was thinking about the last major. Never mind. Continue. Yeah. I think Dallas got fourth last year at Champs. Uh, so, you know, the both of those rosters coming together wanted, you know, to prove something. Optic, uh, Optic had won one event last year, and 
kind of shit the sheets the rest of the year. And, Dallas. And, and chat, you can see in Will's glasses and Andrew's glasses that they're both watching champs right now. I just want to point that out. Yeah. So so if like if a little detail is missed, we are big on Call of Duty tournaments. Okay, so we, we yeah, we're I'm, technically. I'm Technically, watch partying it, but really not at the same time. Obviously, we're going to talk about it when we get there, but I just wanted to point that out. You know, Will's doing a fantastic job of explaining who Optic Texas is while watching Thieves yeah. and Breach play at Champ. So, um, so Optic just, you know, they had that team had a lot to prove. They had combined two rosters, which were argue, you know, they were two top four teams had come together. Uh, they came in hot. They played uh, the the difference in skill between Optic Texas and the rest of the uh, eleven teams at that first major, uh, even phase. Yeah, it was substantial. It was yeah, big like big Optic lead. Was, Optic was literally the best team at everything. Yeah, and it wasn't had, close. It really they, wasn't. They they were they were very 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 good. Um, and you know it, it's really fitting for them to have won the major that they were hosting. So the way it works is there have been four majors that have happened this season, um, and a different team hosts each major. So it's up to that team and that organization to kind of throw the tournament, organ you know, organize it, put it together. Um, so you know, Optic won in their hometown and. It was it was really crazy to see. I, it's been a long time since I had seen a team in Call of Duty be that dominant. Because um, like even FaZe, you know, gets taken the distance. Because FaZe, FaZe are very good. For those of you who have absolutely no idea, couldn't tell us anything about competitive Call of Duty, FaZe is the most consistent team. Um, they're very good. They are the team to beat at every tournament. They like a super team basically they haven't missed a grand finals yet this season except for uh the pro-am and um, the last major major four, major four they they missed that final. and major four so they but, but that's just know, a testament to how good yeah. they are like they're they, they won call of duty champs last last year, year. They, they played second the year before at champs i mean they're yeah. a dominant team for anybody who doesn't know that roster it's simp selium abizi and arcities uh Simp and Abizi, if they make grand finals at this champs, they have three out of four. Have, right? Four three out of four champs. Four out of four. Four out of four. Bo four to now. Simp and Abizi have been in every in, in every champs made. final. So that's and they won two of them. Yeah, they won they two won of them. them. This would yeah. and so let's put that into perspective. Crim six and Clayster, who are veterans of the the, the Call of Duty scene, uh, have three rings. Karma has three rings. Who is now retired. Uh, Simp and Abizi could win a third ring in their fourth year. In their fourth year of being professionals, they could win a third ring. That's how good they are. So yeah. FaZe is the titan in the CDL. Everybody wants to dethrone FaZe. And, you know, even though FaZe hasn't won a single event this year, they've done really well. They're still number one in the stand. They're still number one seed at champs. So FaZe is the definition of a silver server. Yeah, so... so Literally... When we talk about FaZe, we don't talk about them lightly because FaZe is, is very, very good. But continue. Yeah, and so Optic came in. They looked like the best team by far. It wasn't contestable. Uh, 
and it looked like we were going to have the beginning of you know sort of a new juggernaut. Because when we talk about COD, we talk there's there's dynasty teams. This is sort of an idea that exists within the competitive COD scene that is used to uh, denote periods of times in which specific teams are the dominant team. So there was the complexity complexity dynasty, uh, which was a team made up long time ago, back during Black Ops Two. Um, it was made up of Crim6, Aches, TP, and Clayster originally. Clayster ended up getting dropped, and they picked up Karma. Um, that's when the dynasty began. That dynasty ran all the way up until the end of Ghosts, uh, at which point... Basically almost a year plus of pure dominance. Yeah. Literal dominance. They didn't lose. If they did, it was because somebody was literally hungover or drunk playing, and they still got second and would have won if they were sober. Like it, that's literally the only way they lost. It was actually insane. Then, uh, following that, going in at the start of AW from AW until um, IW was the Optic Dynasty. That's kind of the era that we call that. Optic Gaming was the most dominant team. They weren't as dominant as the Complexity dynasty um but because they were a dynasty for three games they won more they i think that dynasty won 18 tournaments together yeah um which is crazy considering when you take into account that only back in those days there were only you know nine more. tournaments a year seven to nine tournaments a year uh, and so even the fact, if they didn't win they got second yeah the only teams that could beat them um FaZe had a really good team in AW. Denial had a really good team in AW. And then from Black Ops 3, FaZe was probably the only team that could really take them anywhere. Um, and Envy, at the end of the year, Envy was really good. Envy won champs in Black Ops 3. And then E United was about the only team that could beat them. So, in IW. Um, and then now we're in what is known as the FaZe Dynasty. Yep. So... Possibly the most dominant dynasty. Yeah, which is phase. They haven't won eighteen tournaments, but they've only been they, they a team they, for two years. They haven't. So. They ha They've missed uh, one final. Yeah, in a, in a, since, in a major yeah. tournament since yeah. they since they formed in technically modern warfare. Um, yeah. They haven't. They haven't missed a, a single final. They haven't missed one, which is. Absurd. Insane. Yeah, there's never been a team this good. So yeah, phase phase is insane. But like you said, Optic Texas at at their major uh, were cut from a different cloth. They were clearly better than everybody else in the game right off the bat. They were more well practiced, uh, just more prepared, and it showed. It looked, it looked like it was going to be the start of another dynasty, and then. And then things it didn't happen. Things changed uh, because we move into Major Two, which was hosted by the Minnesota Rocker. Uh, and another thing that has happened uh, this year that I don't think has ever happened before uh, is each major tournament has been won by a different team. No one's repeated. Yeah, that's uh, never. Not that's a single. Not a single team has repeated at all this year in winning majors. It's all been. Uh, Not even a different majors, team, including the pro am and the pre, like the the pre. Yeah, the exhibition. 
thing. Yeah. Every single tournament has been won by a different team, and then that team that won either got rounded or was gone within the first two rounds of the next tournament. Yeah. The most inconsistent god ever for consistency. Obviously, that's what inconsistent means. But that's that's what Vanguard is, in my personal opinion. But we major two. Uh, the winners of of major two were the the Los Angeles Gorillas. Uh, which with with a substitute in in Spart, um, that winning was roster it? was Spart, Huke, um, Slasher, and Aceem. Yeah, Aceem at the time. Aceem, yeah. Uh, and they their normal, their normal roster had gunless. Had gunless over in Spart. over Spart, yeah. Um, gunless had extreme health issues, and so he had to issues, he had yeah. to sit out that event. Uh, but they win major two over Atlanta Phase in the finals, five two. Uh, two finals in a row where FaZe lose 5-2. And again, FaZe, very good team. Uh, you know, I think I think LAG was the one that came through. Did they come through winner's bracket or did they come through? I think they, I think they did yeah, come they, through winner's bracket. They had um, a wild run that will never be repeated. Uh, no, yeah, they made a loser's they bracket. They, they lost round one losers. to Boston 3-0. Yeah. And, and then and they then, made an insane loser's bracket one run to to make it. They won eleven straight SNDs, which yeah. is unheard of ever happening. And it will never happen again, almost guaranteed. And I feel like there's not much to talk about in terms of major two because uh LAG hasn't been remotely close to what they were in major two. Uh they haven't performed any I mean, they're not even at champs, because uh, the top eight teams make it to champs. And so they they have they haven't performed near as not even near what they performed as in, in Major 2. Um, so, yeah, LAG won that one. Uh, FaZe, obviously, top two. They were in the finals. Uh, brand new team to the CDL this year, the Boston Breach, placed third at Major 2. They looked really good early on. Uh, I think most teams that looked good early on have kind of fizzled a little bit. Uh, they've still performed like they need to, but um, they obviously haven't been as... They haven't been as consistent as one team, and that's Atlanta phase. Atlanta has been the most consistent team over the past three years, uh, and it seems like no other team has been that consistent. Um, but yeah, LAG wins Major 2, Major 3, hosted by Toronto Ultra, uh, and I I think this is another one. Uh, it was another fantastic run by a team that won it, the, the Seattle Surge. Uh, and of course, we're going to say this name again, chat. The Atlanta Phase losing five three to Seattle in the finals, um, and that's I think another classic, another example of, of Vanguard Seattle hasn't been remotely close to what they were at Major Three. Yippers! Uh, it, it's just been a wild year because people were winning that you didn't expect to win. You would you would think Phase would win one of these finals. They made the first three. Uh, tournament finals and didn't win a single one and the teams they have lost to haven't performed uh, as well as you think they would after winning uh, a tournament but uh, Seattle we'll talk about Seattle a little bit because they are in champs they did qualify in the top eight they have played today when we get to the champs discussion we will talk about their match uh, and what happened there but um, Andrew Seattle they've they came in with somewhat of a young roster. Um, yes. They've, they've been through a lot of roster changes through Cold War and through MW, but I think they've had, I don't think they've made any roster changes this year. 
I think they've been set the whole year. Um, and that, that roster is Accuracy, Pred, Sib, and Mac. Obviously, uh, Matt came over from the New York Subliners after the Cold War season. Accuracy stayed, I think. Was he on Seattle already? Or No, he was on Minnesota. He no, came over yeah, from Minnesota. And then uh, Pred and Sib uh, were, were two amateurs that got picked up from the Challenger scene. And they've had a decent year, but they are in the they've top eight. They've been, they're in the top eight right now. They're at Champs. We'll talk about their match at Champs. But for this Seattle team to make a good placing at Champs, they've been up and down all year. G- give us a little background on this Seattle team and, and what they could do to make a quote-unquote miracle run at Champs. We've, we've seen them win a major. So I think the Seattle team, I think, I think there's so many question marks surrounding this team. I mean, sometimes they look good, sometimes they look bad. So give me your perspective on what Seattle has to do if they want to win champs. Because they are there, they're competing, but can they do it is the question. All right, well, Seattle is the definition of a young team. They're two rookies and somebody who's literally been in the league for a year. I guess a year and a half. And they have definitely fallen off compared to what they were they won major three and they kind of dominated major three and they were slowly on an uptick for the whole season until then and they hit the cliff and just completely after that uh honestly the only real way they're gonna make a run is if they become dominant and respawns again which based on how they played this match against london which they did win three two first match of the day doesn't look likely. Uh, I mean, they won map one pretty convincingly, but then they lost control to the worst control team in the game. So, 3-0, which isn't a good look. And uh, unless they somehow find a way to consistently win in respawns, whenever they play, they'll either have to play New York or FaZe next. They are going to get ran very convincingly by the two best respawn teams in the game, outside of probably Optic. Yeah, so they they have to clean up their respawn. I mean, the like he's like really Andrew said, they they squeaked by London yeah. today at champs. They they won three two. Really um, map one was the only map that wasn't close. Uh, I mean the 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 Berlin grip uh, Berlin control was three zero to London, but I think every round was incredibly close. Either team could have won it. Um, Will, what are your opinions on Seattle? Do they do they have a chance? What do they need to they they just won a series again against London, a team that has historically struggled in respawn in the past couple of months towards the the major four and stuff. Uh, what does Seattle need to do to make it deep at at Hold champs? On. Before before Will starts talking, I did a little research on Atlanta. Uh, they have played in a total of five, ten, fifteen, nineteen tournaments. They have been in the finals, not winning, just in the finals, in all but five. Four of those five, they were in third. They've been out of the top three once. one time. They've been out of the top out three of one time in three top. years. Yep, of, of they are quite dominant. Anywho, continue. Um, to be honest, they need uh, Sib and Mac to really step up. Yeah. Uh, Pred exactly. is consistently the best player on that team. He's pretty he good. He might be the best player in the game, honestly, outside of Selian. Um, 
I, I think that's really all it comes down to. It, it's champs. Everybody plays their absolute best at champs usually. So none of them can play slow. You know, usually Sib and Mac will play slow. And when I say slow, I don't mean like they're just not running fast and everything. I mean like they're just not playing as well. Uh, and yeah, I you can't the, when when Seattle have done well, Mac and Sib are, are playing to the level that Pred is. So do, do um, you think they they have the ability to win champs this weekend? No. No, I think I think there's teams that are way better than them. I think Phase is too good. I think uh I think Phase is too good. I think New York's too good. I think uh yeah. I I just don't I don't I don't I think the upper level of talent at Champs right now is just a whole logically speaking Seattle better. probably only better than Boston and London right now. Yeah. And realistically right now Boston looks better than Seattle honestly. Yeah, considering who they're playing compared to what the Thieves and the Royal Ravens are, they're not at all close and Boston's up to one currently playing pretty well. I just like Mac dropped a point six today in that series and they won. They won in spite of him. If he drops a point six against anybody that's not London or Boston, yeah, because like, there. like one of you said, they got to play Phase or New York next, and a point yep. six is not going to win you that series. No, so, not at yeah, all. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they got to if they want even a, a a glimpse of a chance to winning champs. Uh, they they all four have to perform on extremely high levels because I think there's teams on their side of the bracket that are much more talented than they, than they are. And um, honestly, Pred is the best sub in the game. He has been all year. He is dominant. Thib has the ability to be dominant. His shot is insane. Mac is kind of the X factor of that team. And accuracy is pretty consistent. I mean, he's generally about a, he's what you expect from an AR, you know, just puts that damage down, basically. If Mac is not playing like ass, they can do it, but it's very hard. Yeah. It's going to be very, yeah. very, very, yeah. very, very hard. Um, everyone that's popping in the chat, hello, welcome, WrestleFan, Michael, too hard, hello, everybody. Um, let, let's, let's move forward to, to Major 4, because I think there's a lot we could talk about on Major 4, because I think this is one of the wildest tournaments I've ever seen in terms of the stakes that were on the line for a specific team at the tournament. And it was the New York Subliners. They were hosting Major 4. Uh, yes. and, and to put into perspective, chat, New York has struggled all year. At one point, they were 0-11 in hardpoint maps. Um, they could not win a hardpoint to save their life, and now they're at champs, and they're the best hardpoint team in the game. So yep. let's, Vanguard let's, gonna Vanguard, let, baby. let's talk about New York because they had to almost win out their own tournament to make it to champs. Yep. And they almost do this. They make it to the grand finals, which making it to the grand finals tied them with the Florida Mutineers in the eighth spot, but the map count gave New York the advantage. And that gave New no. York... Huh? No, they qualified for champs the second they beat LA. Yeah. In winner's finals. Yeah. They had to go... That's what I'm saying. They made it all the way to the grand finals. Like them getting into grand yeah. finals qualified them for champs. Yeah. They yeah. had to go at least four and one through their matches, which they did. Mm -hmm. 
and then they went they five and up. Well, well, no, they went four and one. They went four and one. Sorry, four and, one. One. and then they had to get top two at their major, and they did. They did it. And so they, they were. Had they get, they had to get top two, dependent on a whole lot. Uh, of a whole lot of uh, like a whole lot of other teams losing yeah. all this kind of stuff. They needed Florida Mutineers to lose. They needed the Gorillas to lose. Uh, yeah, if they had gotten top two, but the other team was Florida or Gorillas or. Yeah, Florida or Gorillas, they wouldn't have qualified. They, they wouldn't have made the champs. But they make it to the grand finals of their own home series only to lose to the— Or Rocker. Or Rocker, yeah, Rocker too. Uh, and it, it, it couldn't have been more perfect for New York because all of those teams lost their first match in, at, the, at the major. Every single one of the teams that were above them, and New York just kept winning. Uh, they made it all the way to grand finals. They lost to the Los Angeles Thieves, who were already qualified for champs. Um, Keep in mind also— up until this point, New York had not won a series on land. Mm-hmm. Not one. Mm-hmm. They had not. Mm-hmm. They have looked awful on land. Online, okay. On land, horrible. Literally the worst team in the game on land. And they somehow did that. True. But uh, the Los Angeles Thieves win Major Four. I think another example of Vanguard. I mean, I think the Thieves Vanguard came out Vanguard. and they were dominant. At Major Four, they were better than everybody at Major Four, in my opinion. New York was up there, but I think just the way Thieves were playing, I mean, they they did, did they, I'm trying to think. No, okay, so, oh, no, they did, yeah. Thieves, the only team to beat FaZe twice in the same tournament. Yep. Mm-hmm. They, they beat FaZe yeah. twice. They, they played them in winners, and then they, they beat them in, uh, was it Loser's Final? Because New York made it all the way to grand finals from winners. So Thieves beat FaZe in losers finals and in the winners bracket to make it to finals. They win finals 5-3 over New York. Um, they make it to the champs. Thieves had never beaten FaZe in a series up until that event. And then they and beat them twice. One event. Yeah, I mean, see, that, that's, that's what's so mind-blowing to me about Vanguard is just how much can change in a month time. Yep. I mean, you can just be all over. Like, teams could flip-flop just like that, and it's been like that all season for Vanguard because, like we said, not a single team has repeated a tournament win. So there, there, I don't think there, there hasn't been a clear, dominant team. The only consistent team is FaZe. FaZe is, <laughs> yeah, FaZe is the, one of the only consistent teams. And then that tournament, Major 4, they placed top third, or top three. They placed third mm-hmm. in the tournament. So FaZe has been like the really only consistent team in Vanguard. Everybody else has just been all over the place. Anybody who is in here that has either started watching competitive COD this year, you know, this is not normal. Yeah, this is this is not a normal season. This never happens. There's a team that's dominant for the first half of the year, and then you might have a surprise team, and then in the second half of the year, usually another team becomes pretty dominant, and they go on that run. It's never been one event, a team is dominant. The next event, they're the worst team. It yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah. But Thieves win that. New York makes the miracle run. They qualify for champs. Now we can get into the champs discussion. Champs has started today. Um, and we, we got our top eight teams at the end of the year um, qualify for champs. And the top eight teams were uh, Atlanta Phase. Optic Texas, New York Subliners, Seattle Surge, London Royal Ravens, Toronto Ultra, and Boston Breach. And I think I'm missing one. Did I say Thieves? You didn't say Thieves. So thieves. thieves is the eighth. So those are the top eight. 
Uh, champs is going on right now. We've had one match complete, and that was uh, Seattle Surge and the London Royal Ravens. Uh, we said earlier, Andrew said earlier, that that match went the way of Seattle, 3-2. Um, but this is the great thing about champs and the great thing about only the top eight teams qualifying. I would love to see all 12 teams at champs. But I'll be honest with you, I don't want to watch a 2-23 Paris Legion again. I'm glad they're not there. I don't, I don't want to watch them just get 3 would and you know, that'd be hey, that. Champs is where dreams happen, okay? Not they Paris's took dreams. They game five. Not, they not, major four. Game not five. Paris's dreams. The last, I'm sorry, Paris, hey, the last but... like, four matches Paris played, they all went game five, and they could have won any of them. Yeah. They were not completely awful at the end of the year. They were just dog shit for, you know, three quarters Well, they're of the year. not at champs. So, <laughs> they are not at 3-2 Seattle over London. And this series... London has been up and down all year. Seattle's been up and down all year. We knew it was going to be a good series. Um, I, in my bracket, we all made pick em brackets for the Call of Duty Champs tournament. Uh, I chose London to win 3-1. I believe Will chose London to win 3-1. Yeah. And Andrew chose Seattle to win 3-2. Yes, sir. Uh, and he was correct. Um, extremely close matches. Obviously, London in the loser's bracket now after losing to Seattle. Seattle waiting on the winner of FaZe in New York, which will happen later tonight. Um, but let's talk about that match a little bit. Uh, we don't have to go too deep into it. But Seattle win it. And we, we did discuss it a, a little bit earlier, you know, Andrew talking about Seattle getting by by the skin of their teeth. Mac had a .61 in that series. Uh, Pred and Sib played... Very, very well. Accuracy did what he had to do. Uh, but on the London side, they lose 3-2. They're in the loser's bracket. London isn't a bad team. You know what I'm saying? London isn't a bad team. And um, they're in losers now. They played a good series. I'm not sure who, who, who do they play. What loser do they play? Do we London. know what loser they'll play? I can tell. Will you. they play loser of phase in New York? Uh, they will play. Yes. Okay, so London will play loser of phase in New York. Um, they are gonna get. And that's yeah, that's even more of a difficult challenge than Seattle. So going from a three-two loss to Seattle, now you got to play phase in New York, and who knows which one that's gonna be? But will London historic uh, this year? They haven't been awful. Um, top four team. Yeah, they yeah they were a top four team for a while. What do they need to do now to hopefully keep the run going? Because they're about to play one of the best, one of the top two teams that are at champs right now. I don't know. They they didn't. No one on that team looked like genuinely bad. We have a, a special guest appearance from Aurora, uh, Drew's daughter. Yeah, it's time for her to go to bed, so she's saying hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> You're CP. Okay, you can go um, to bed. Nobody actually looked terrible on London. They just they didn't pull it out. I mean, Afro thing, Afro played outstanding that whole series. Yeah, Afro looked really good, and that that's sort of just the way of the fucking waters. Sometimes in competitive COD is. You're not playing bad. You know, everyone's doing what they need to be doing. You know, Katie's or where they're about, where they should be. But 
the other team just pulls it out. You know, that it happens sometimes. Uh, they they didn't. There was a lot of moments where they should have just closed it out um, in the last few maps, but Seattle just clutched up when they, they caught, needed to. They they caught the momentum. Yeah. Yeah, they they clutched up when they um, needed to. Andrew, could you put your hand over your camera and pull it back? Because you are you are a blurry boy. You gotta hold it there for a second. It's like it's like holding something up to the camera. There you go. And then pull your hand back. Maybe yeah. turn off your camera and turn it back on. I got you. Yeah, the baby took all of the glory with her. No. I get it. I understand. There you go. Okay, that's better. Yeah, I'm so Seattle clutched up when they needed to. Uh, even with Mac, yeah, even with Mac not playing as well, uh, Sib and Pred kind of picked up his slack. Sib ended up turning, Sib and Pred ended up turning it on. I think Sib had, going into map five, had a 1.46 KD going into game five S&D. I mean, he was playing out of his mind. So, Seattle clutches up when they need to. They're in winner's round two. Uh, and the match currently going on right now is Los Angeles Thieves and the Boston Breach. I believe they're in a game five. Yeah. Yes. So and and this this is insane. Outside of grand finals, I think from major four to now, every match has been a game five. Yeah. Which yeah, is damn near. which is nuts. So we, Thieves it's been a lot of game fives. Yeah, this year so many game fives. So Thieves in Boston playing right now, going into a game five. Um, I chose Thieves to win this series three zero. I thought Thieves was going to dominate Boston. Uh, Andrew chose Boston to win 3-2. I picked Boston to win 3-0, actually. 3-0. Okay, I well. Had, I have no faith in Thieves, but our pick'ems in terms of the map count are chalked, but our teams could still win. Obviously, me and Will are still 0-1 in our picks, but Andrew is 1-0. But they're going to map five. I know y'all have been watching it a little bit more closely than me. I was cooking dinner. I was getting the podcast prepared. I was getting the stream ready. I know y'all have been watching a little bit more closely than I have. Uh, but I know Boston won map one, and they dominated map one yeah. on Thieves. Obviously, Thieves, yeah. like we said earlier, the champions from Major 4, which happened, what, two weeks ago? Yep. Two, two and a half weeks ago was Major 4. Thieves dominated that tournament. Now they're going into a game five. Uh, I know Boston was up 2-1 at one point. But Thieves able to win that f- map four hard point. I don't even know what map was on. So you guys, I'm gonna let you guys run me through this series on what has happened, how the teams look, and who is gonna win map five. Uh, it's it's kind of uh, pretty yeah. similar to uh, London or not London, yeah, London, London and Seattle. Seattle. It both teams are about even. No one's really shitting the sheets, but no one's really playing phenomenal. Yeah. Um, EJ had a really good map one. Did not have a, a good. Uh, EJ fried map one. Did not have a good Berlin hard point though, which is the map that just, they just finished playing. Yeah. Um, Boston got smoked in control, I believe. No. Yeah. Did they? No. 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 Boston won the. Boston won the controls, yes. and they got they didn't get smoked in the S and D, but they. LA Thieves won 6-4, which is a big turnaround for LA because they were awful at S&D three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Literally got double 6 would against FaZe. And uh, yeah, yeah. And... They're also not playing the best Search and Destroy team. I think I think uh, still. the best S&D team is probably Optic Texas. Yeah, Their S&D this year has been very, very good. But 
Yeah, it's a big turnaround for Thieves winning the search, but they're going game five. It's been a back-and-forth series. Um, Thieves winning that first search and destroy on Desert Siege. I'm not... What map are they playing for game five? Is it it's Tuscan? Tucson. Tucson. Tuscan, S&D. Um, does Thieves winning the first S&D have an impact on game five? Are they the better overall search and destroy team than Breach? So, I don't know. It's so map to map in this game. Yeah, dude. my thought is they're playing Tuscan. If Vivid and Nero get timings, Boston will win yeah. 6-3. Yeah. If they get caught, Thieves are going to win 6-3. Envoy but, is usually pretty fucking solid at Tuscan, though. Yeah, he, his routes. Route yeah. man's getting paid up in this hoe. Yeah. And Envoy, Envoy's um on LA, for those of you who don't know. Yeah. So that match is currently going on. Map five is about to start, so we'll we'll keep everyone posted on on what happens there. But we got to get to the the other two matches that are being played tonight. I think these are the the colossal matches. Yes. Uh, after Thieves in Boston is is Optic Texas and Toronto Ultra. They met at Major Four. Optic won that series three one or three two. Um, I I am an Optic fan. I chose Optic to win champs. Uh, but Toronto is not, 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 not a team to push over. Uh, and it, it, you know, it all depends on how these teams comes out. Cause we say this every year teams come different at champs. This is champs. There's $2.5 million on the line. You know, teams are going to be well-practiced. They're going to be prepared. They're going to be mentally in the zone. So we haven't seen that great of results from Toronto. They had a, I think they had a pretty good cold war season. Um, and they had a rough inaugural season in MW, but their Cold War season was much better. They have a very talented team in Cami Bantz, Kleenex, and Insight. Um, a team that could win tournaments, that could win champs uh, if, if they play well enough. And, of course, they're playing Optic. Uh, I think Optic's the fan favorite to win champs uh, right next to Atlanta Phase. Uh, so for that series, we saw it go down at Major 4, but obviously that was two and a half weeks ago. These teams are practiced more. I think we talked about this a little bit earlier off stream, off podcast. Um, it depends on what teams we see when they come out and play. Uh, mostly referring to Optic. I mean, Optic, they won Major 1, and then they've had a little bit of a lopsided year. Illy got a thumb injury. He couldn't play. They had to get a sub. They have um, they didn't look horrible at Major 4, but their respawn struggled at Major 4 uh, with, with minimal practice, with Illy being back. Um, so going into that series, uh, you two break it down. Uh, I think me and <laughs> I think me and Will chose Optic win, and I think uh, Andrew chose Toronto to win. No, I. I oh, you I also chose I, Optic. Okay. Optics winning. Optics winning this. Match. So so I think I put Optic three one. I think Will you put Optic three one. I did. Uh, I think three zero three one three is three one or three zero. I just you mean. Yeah, I guess I agree that Toronto aren't really pushovers, but Toronto haven't really haven't looked good at all this year. Yeah, they they, they haven't. Champs, champs. Yeah, but but champs. but champs is champs. Yeah, I think this They're is this is where people this is where people play their best is champs. And yeah, I, but you can't just overwrite no, you can't. the fact that they haven't been they've they've been mediocre. Yeah, for a statistically, team that Optic was is the second best team in the yeah, game. Yeah, statistically, like, Optic is the better team. Going into that yeah. matchup, Optic yeah. should win that series. They, yeah, they but are my question is: Toronto on every map. Can Toronto win that series? Yes. Yeah, it, it just depends on like 
it just depends. Optic, um, Optic struggle a lot. They Optic has like some weird curse on them, dude. They, it's true. They round just one crumble of so fast. Yeah, round in champs. one of champs for Optic makes or breaks every turn you run. Yeah, Optic they're... is. Yeah, it's. Either I, I, I feel like we see this every the... year from Optic. Not Optic you know, even even excluding even excluding champs. They're really good off the start. They look like a dominant yeah. team, and then throughout the rest of the year, they just they rise they and fall, rise and fall. They they can yeah they consistently they get, get top fours, top threes, top fives. You know they 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 think they're the best team, but they don't actually play like they are. And so I, I, we do believe Opie's going to win this series, um, but there's a I'm lot banking of on play. I'm banking on you know it's champs. Um, Scump has a knack of performing extremely well at champs. Um, Illy, Illy's been pretty damn consistent all year, even though he did have to miss a significant stretch yeah. of the season because of his thumb injury. Um, Dashy is. This like in con- Dashi and Cell are considered like They're MVP the best player of the game is like up between them. Dashi hasn't dropped below like a one point two KD at all this year. Um, that's very good. I know like for someone for people who uh who might not be too familiar with like competitive COD to hear that like a one point two KD is really good. A one point two KD is the equivalent of my four point four in Warzone. Yeah, like that's the yeah. equivalent. Like um, a very high KD in competitive COD is is very hard to come by. Even so. in competitive COD at the pro level, if you drop a point nine, you're not getting shit on. Yeah, you're not like, playing. You're bad. you're doing something right. Yeah, yeah. You're dropping a point nine. Yeah, the the highest I've ever seen at champs is formal in IW. He had a one point four or one point five. Yeah, that. Yeah. Batman was actually different. And that's that's considered to be the best champs performance of all time. By and, and that's and that's what better. we say about teams showing up at champs. I mean, yeah. statistically, Formal was very good that whole year in Infinite Warfare, but he was a different breed at he, champs. He was unkillable at champs. Literally unkillable. Yeah. So that's that's what we mean when we say they're bringing it different at champs because champs is the biggest tournament. Everyone wants to win it. They're gonna put the overtime in. To try to win it. Yeah, there's a lot of preparing for champs that starts happening probably, I'd say, like around the halfway point of the year that yeah. just isn't seen in normal matches because it's all saved for champs, specifically yeah. for champs. Yeah. People save so, spots, people save, yeah, save routes, spots, people, yeah. routes, headies, everything. And um, it's, yeah, like we're going to see Selly and pull out some some nerd shit today. For me, though, to kind of wrap up like the Optic Toronto stuff, um, it's it's contingent on Shotzi. If Shotzi is playing as well as he is known to be able to play, he will. Optic will be pretty untouchable. I, yep. for me, as long as Illy doesn't like absolutely shit the bed, Illy's kind of like their mastermind knowledge, like shot caller flex do it all roll so you never expect like if he drops a point eight i don't think he is costing you know what i'm saying no, not yeah. at all but if shotzi drops a point eight that's bad 
Shotzi I mean, and Scump are supposed to be getting, you know, you know. Shotzi is honestly on his best day the best player in the league. Yeah, he really is. And looking at the series that they have, if Optic loses this hard point, they should win the S&D, they should win the control, and they should win this hard point. It shouldn't even go to a game five. Yeah, Optic but... also needs to be careful playing Bokaj hard point every single game or yep. match. They're not good at it, but they it, it always sneaks through. Um, so they, I don't know. It all depends. Well, yep. We'll just we'll have to see who comes out and plays a better COD. For me, if if Bance and uh, if Bance and uh, Kleenex on the other side and like Cami, if those three are going off, then if Bance plays like he did in Major Four, where he basically single handedly beat Optic, then we're gonna yeah. be a problem. I he always expect Optic to play well. So yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be an interesting series, but uh, the the final series of the night, I think, is the banger series, the series everyone's wanting to watch, wanting to see. Yes, sir. Is uh, Atlanta Face taking on the New York Subliners. Obviously, New York on the come up, played extremely well at Major 4, and we've said a lot of good stuff about FaZe. Um, uh, I don't even know if New York and FaZe played each other at Major 4. I don't really remember, but no, I don't they think they did. And so, yeah, like we said, FaZe has had a good year. They just can't win a championship. They're, they're placing top two, top three consistently. Uh, can they easily beat New York? Yes, absolutely. They can 3-0 New York if they come out correctly. Um, but can New York beat FaZe? I think so. I think New York, yeah. as of right now, are playing exceptionally well. If they come out and play like they did at Major 4, there's a very high chance they could make it all the way to the grand finals of, yep. of champs. So this series, I think if there's a series, like we've seen, we got two Game 5 series that have that are happening. One already happened and one in progress right now. This series has Game 5 written all over it if both these teams come out and compete. Um, for me, success for either side. Um, New York, if they, if, if they want success, I think it's contingent on uh, Kismet and Krim. Uh the reason th- saying for me, Paul, Paul X, uh, sort of has the same role as Illy for me. When Paul X is, if he drops like a point eight, that's not really like what he's there for. So I don't ever consider like Paul is more of like your do it, you know, dirty work type of guy. Uh, but Krim, Krim's that main AR. You, if he plays well, that team is very, very, very good. Uh, yeah. And Kismet has sort of been the X factor on that team since he joined the roster. When he goes off, Kismet is a, an insane player. Uh, Kismet is the bulldog's gross. Yeah, oh, if bulldog, <laughs> he if Kismet playing well, yeah, yeah, he can break a hard point by himself. Uh, Hydra, Hydra's consistent. I. Hydra always plays well, so I don't really. He's not like a like a X factor for me. For me, they want to play well. If they want to pull it out, Kismet and Krim have to make sure. Krim has to play to the potential that he can as who Krim Six is, and Kismet needs to be that you know that insane Slayer that we've seen him pull out a couple times. New York, Optic, and Phase all stack up really good with each other. Yeah, they all have just insane subs. 
with Hydra and Simp and uh, Shotzi. They all have really good vets. And you can expect them to fry anybody on the map at any given time. Yep. Just tee up and win everything. Yeah. Yeah. The X factors for phase for me are Abizi and Arcides. Um, Cell is probably the best player in the game. I think he is better than Dashi. He's just yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Simp it never goes negative. Simp, Literally. Simp is always doing what Simp needs to do. That that guy just has something. He got that dog in him, bro. Yeah, no, he... Uh, for me, Abizi... When Abizi's on, he's just as good as Simp. But Abizi is really inconsistent. Uh, and Arcides... Arcides, Arcides is the this year. Yeah, when Arcity, which is crazy to say, because Arcity has been a top right. AR since he came into the league. Yeah. Um, but Arcity's has unfortunately been extremely inconsistent this year on that roster. Um, but if he pulls it off, if he can clutch up, get going, uh, that team is just it is untouchable because, I mean, it, it it's just insane, you know. Yeah, they're, they're that good. But if RCDs and Abizi aren't playing too well, and Kismet and Krim are, then New York will pull it out. It's hard to beat any top team if two players who are consistently, well, consistently, can be the best at their role aren't doing that. You can't beat a top team, especially when, just in general, everybody's playing better. It's not possible to win. Yeah, and. So a lot of, sorry, a lot oh, of Abizi's issue is he hates this game, as do a lot of people. He does not want to play this game, so that's why he is not as good at it. You look at Cold War Abizi, BO4 Abizi, he is disgusting. Mm -hmm. Just the want to play the game, and it's hard to play a game that is not good. Objectively yeah. not good. Like, But yeah, uh, I, I have FaZe beating New York. Uh, Will, who do you have? Uh, New York. He has New York beating FaZe. I think Andrew has New York beating FaZe. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm the only one that has picked FaZe to beat New York. Um, and the rest of the bracket, we'll have to see. The rest of it will go over on uh, the next episode, next Thursday. We'll go over the ending of Champs and who won. Uh, right now, this Game 5 for Thieves in Boston is still going on. Boston leads 4-3. On, on Tuscan S and D, uh, but it's about it's it's, it's about to be uh, tied. It's it's now tied four four. So, uh, champs is happening. Obviously, we're all three of us are big Call of Duty fans, so we're going to be watching champs all weekend. Um, like I said, I want Optic to win. Will wants Optic to win, and I think Andrew chose um, New, York New York. New York to win champs. Ultra. Ultra's in second, and Optic's in third. I have faith in Ultra to come out and make a run because Champ's going to Champ's and Vanguard's going to Vanguard. Very true. Anything can happen. Very true. Very also true. win Champ's, honestly, and I wouldn't even be shocked. Yeah, I mean... I'd be shocked, but I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's Vanguard. You know? we'll, we'll have to see what happens with, with Champ's. Again, I'll keep you guys updated on this series between Boston and Thieves. We'll keep you guys updated uh, to who wins that one. But thinking to the future... Modern Warfare 2. Mm. Uh, obviously, 
there's going to be a competitive season for it. Um, it's a two-year cycle game. Uh, so that's going to be new because we haven't seen that in a very I long time. I don't know how that's going to work. Are they going to have champs once or champs twice? Uh, I guess so. Uh, it'll, it'll be it'll be two different seasons. Yeah, it more than likely be, right? it'll be two different then, seasons. There's no excuse for them to start the league so late. The league should start January first, and like they should release rules and all that kind of stuff January first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I teams. agree with that. I agree with that. But we're going into Modern Warfare two. Um, if you think back to Modern Warfare one, two thousand nineteen, um. There was a lot of stuff in the game um, that was very questionable. And there's a lot of stuff changing from MW2019 to Modern Warfare 2. Now, Andrew, obviously me and Will have talked in depth on Modern Warfare 2 on what we want changed, uh, on what we think would benefit the game. Uh, From a competitive side, uh, from Modern Warfare 2019 to Modern Warfare 2, uh, coming out in October. Um, what do you want different from... Because we know the games are going to be very similar to each other. Uh, so what do you want different from Modern Warfare 2019 um, to Modern Warfare 2? Uh, no slide canceling, number one. That needs to go. Uh, better maps. No domination. I heard there's something about seven attachments or eight attachments. I hope not. It, it's it's looking like it's either five or seven. I hope it's not any more than five. Ten is overkill already. Five is kind of overkill, but regardless. Uh, just the taking the randomness out of the game. That is what Vanguard is, is random, as you can tell throughout the whole year. MW was kind of random, but there was little bits of consistency because of how the game played. Cold War was very consistent. Just trying to find consistency because that's what we had in previous CODs was very consistent. You could tell there would be three teams that win an event and then, you know, a little gap. Three teams win an event, so on and so forth. Like, it was consistent. You knew who was the best team. You still don't know who the best team in the game is this year, and we're already in champs. Mm -hmm. So, just consistency. No slide canceling. Better maps. Very simple wish list. Nothing crazy. I, I agree with everything you said. Uh, I didn't hear you say no doors. Uh, Honestly, I don't mind doors. Yeah, yeah me, we, we said that map, too. Yeah, yeah, we said we don't personally mind doors. And we also said we don't think the destructible environment's coming back from Vanguard. We don't think oh, Infinity Ward's going to put that in their game. Um, doors need to be destructible. I like destructible doors. I do not like destructible environments. Let me shoot through a door and see through it. I think if that was in MW, the game would have been even better. No, I, I, I think I think the doors not being destructible are is a good thing, uh, because really? I, I think I think just being able to shoot through that stuff is cheesy. Uh, I don't think it's I don't think it's anything good. I mean, that's that's Rainbow Six Siege type stuff. That's right, right. that's not Call of Duty. That's not what Call of Duty is. I don't mind, you know, if you but if I bust through a door and get shot, that's my fault. But I don't want someone to sound horn me on the other side of the door and then shoot me through the door, you know? Like, I think, okay, well, let me, then I'll rephrase. How about, so there was a lot of metal doors in MW. You're not going to be able to just shoot through a metal door. But mm-hmm. if you hit it with a nade, blow it off its hinges, now there's no door there. Yeah, I mean. I feel like that would be a fair trade-off because 
like especially if there's anything with a hill and doors those nades are going to fly things are going to get blown off the hinges boston is going to lose the series yeah game five round 11 by the way it is a game five round 11 between boston and Thieves. how fitting how fitting that la thieves and boston breach go game five round 11 during the game five round 11 podcast i mean come on i swear and la thieves walk away with that series they win three two over boston um but yeah, I agree with your your topics on on Modern Warfare too. Uh, uh, I'm excited for it. I think they could do a lot with it now. Uh, going into before we go into the CDL of Modern Warfare two, uh, and and what we think could happen there, um, we we've seen some leaks recently by NFL players who have played Modern Warfare two. Um, obviously those, those posts have been taken down since, but the images are still everywhere. If you want to go look for them, you can, I will not be showing them here, but, uh, we've seen some stuff and we've seen that it's, it, the, it, it's nothing crazy. We've seen like what, half a second of a shotgun being reloaded. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was still from the campaign. It, it definitely could have been, uh, very if it's not from the campaign. I just want to say if that's not from the campaign and that's actual multiplayer, the game looks immaculate. Yeah. I mean, okay? it's the game's gonna look good. And it, it, I think it's always going to look good. Um, it looks very Modern Warfare 2019, uh, just a little revamped and upgraded, um, which we have said that's what's going to happen. That's what the game's going to be like. It's going to be Modern Warfare 2019 2.0, just different maps, different guns, maybe tiny little adjustments to gunplay and then some adjustments to movement, and that's what it's going to be. So, and I'm completely fine with that, uh, but... You know, we saw some leaked images of maps. The maps look more colorful. They look more enjoyable just from the images we've seen. Obviously, we still got to play them and stuff. But yeah. um, we also have a Modern Warfare 2 announcement happening on Sunday at Champs, uh, which about that. Me, and Will, Will, me and Will will discuss on, on next Thursday's episode of the podcast. Um, and there's going to be plenty more Modern Warfare 2 talk coming in the, in the coming weeks because... Uh, you know, the beta is going to get announced. We're going to get a multiplayer reveal trailer. Uh, we're going to get to see stuff, and we'll be able to talk about it and keep you all updated. Um, moving into Modern Warfare 2 in the CDL season, uh, chat, if you have any questions, make sure you get them ready in chat because we're going to start taking questions. Uh, if you want to know why Andrew's hair is so luscious, then put it in chat, and he will answer that. If you want to yeah, know yeah. why Will's shirt is so gosh darn beautiful, put it in chat, and he'll answer that. But... Modern Warfare 2 CDL season. Um, let's let's take let's take it off of Modern Warfare. All right, and how that game played. So let's just say Modern Warfare 2 plays similar, very similar to Modern Warfare 2019. What team has the most success? Uh, because we know some rosters that are 100% going to stick through the the postseason. Phase is going to stick through. Optic is going to stick through. New York is probably going to stick through. Um, so what team or teams uh, do you think? This is, this is, this is like our ESPN ver- version of NCAA football, like very, way too early predictions. So <laughs> what team comes out and has a very good start to Modern Warfare 2? There it is. Phase. <laughs> <laughs> Now that team is too good. Yeah, that that team is very good, and 
I say FaZe is coming back because it is confirmed they have already extended their contracts uh, to to come back next year uh, under Atlanta FaZe. So that team's going to be the exact same. Um, but there's not much we can say about the CDL going into Modern Warfare 2 without seeing gameplay, without seeing maps, without seeing all that kind of stuff. So, of course, when we get more news on that and the game releases, we'll have plenty of CDL stuff to talk about. And this time, this time, we'll be doing the podcast every week going throughout the season. So we'll keep you updated on the whole Modern Warfare 2 CDL season. Um, Honestly, if next year, the year after that, same, you know, same title, if the game is consistent, we'll have a good year. Yep. It's all it takes. Consistency. I know everyone hated squad spawns. Still do. But if there's squad spawns, but the game is consistent in how things work, it'll be a good year. If I do this, this should happen. Sure. How Vanguard works, that's not how things happen. I do this. There are three options that can happen. That's why the game is not the best for competitive. Very true. Very true. Um... Are there any topics y'all want to discuss? Anything on y'all's mind? Um, kind of going. Uh, Kazoo and Chat had brought up a question that I kind of want to use to segue into something else. Uh, Kazoo had asked, uh, "Does Bobby Poff play for anyone?" Um, no, not a pro team. Bobby is a Warzone player, but uh, with Warzone Two coming out. And what do you guys think that means for, like, the World Series of Warzone, kind of keeping on this idea of, like, the competitive side of things? Um, There was the the finals for it, right? A long time ago now. There's there's another one happening in August, this month. There's another World Series of Warzone happening. Um, Warzone competitive uh, is shit, in my opinion, the way they're doing it. I think it's horrible. Um... There, there, there shouldn't be such thing as a competitive league in Warzone, but there should be a, a top tournament hoster, like Game Battles, or somebody who hosts a big monthly Warzone tournament. And, you know, th- there should be... There should be and my biggest thing for competitive Warzone is there is not a single way for amateur good players to get noticed. There's not a single way for it to happen because all of the big tournaments, guess what they are? Invite only. You you have to be playing with someone who's very good, and if that person doesn't know who you are, they're not gonna pick you. So the and and I think Warzone needs a ranked mode. Um, it doesn't have that. I think Apex Apex does that very well. Uh, I think Warzone needs a ranked mode. Um, but you know. Warzone's a BR. It's it's hard to turn a BR competitive. Um, PUBG did it, but they took out RNG. Yeah, which Warzone out. Warzone doesn't have much RNG in it. You know, loadouts are a thing. Um, you can use whatever gun you want. So, I, I would love there to be more land tournaments for Warzone for really good teams. I think, um, me personally, I think if you compete. In a big, big tournament, you should be under an organization and under that organization's name when you compete in it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. 
I don't know how much they could do to Warzone 2 to kind of build a competitive background in it. I would love for them to. That would be great. Um, um, my my viewpoint outside looking in, I don't play Warzone. I'm sure as many of you guys have know. I very rarely play Warzone, and if I do, it's for like one night, and then I won't touch the game for another three months. Uh, I know they did stuff in MW with the pros on Warzone, and it was fun. It was entertaining because they don't play Warzone. They're good at COD, but they don't play Warzone, which is COD, but it's not the same. I um I could see something happening where each pro league team has a pro Warzone team, and they play in tournaments. I could see something like that happening, personally. But, uh... If they did something similar to 2Ks for Warzone, would that be something that would be good? They're, Where you can earn points, basically pro points, to qualify for your There needs to be more options. I mean, half the tournaments now in, in Warzone, as of right now, are content creators hosting tournaments. You know, the World Series of Warzone has happened once, and the World Series of Warzone is the only tournament where players that people don't know who they are can qualify to play with the big boys. Have they hosted a Warzone land before? Yeah, uh, not Activision officially hasn't. Yeah, Content creators have. I was going to say, I know it's possible. Fortnite did it, and Fortnite's was insane. See, see Fortnite's cups were crazy. They were, they were insane. They were dope to watch. Fortnite and I watched those. Yeah, they were, they they were, were insane. They were dope to watch. Um, I don't, I don't know if it's something where Activision just doesn't want to put that money in to Warzone, but they've already put so much money into Warzone, and it is the most popular BR. I mean, you're making a sequel to and it. And you're making a you second know, one. You've so put enough into it. I think there's, there's, there's got to be something that they can do to I, make it more enjoyable on the competitive side. The Apex approach would be very fitting to Warzone. I think competitive Warzone. Well, I'm gonna explain it. That's oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I think cool. So Apex, uh, you know, Apex, <laughs> you got your three players. They play. They it's teams, right? They don't do solos or anything like that. I think competitive Warzone needs to be teams. I don't think they should. I, I, they need to do it as an amalgamation of Fortnite and Apex. It, it right? needs to be a thing where you're playing. You you shouldn't be playing with different people every tournament. Yeah. So here, it, let me explain. So the way Fortnite did it, you had the solo cup, you had the duo cup, and then you had the uh, squads cup. Right. That's how it needs to be. There needs to be a solo like league, in which case solo players go. There needs to be a duos league, in which case duos go, and then there needs to be a teams. Uh, they and you can make it trios if you don't want to do like a full squads. Uh, so that's how I would have it. And then the way the, the Apex for uh, format comes into play, of you play online qualifiers, right? And then the top teams from online qualifiers go to lands, and that's how Apex does it. They do a qualifier for uh, a split and then they go to the playoffs for that split they finish it up and they do another split they split they do online qualifiers go to the playoffs play that and then the top teams at the end of the year get invited to go to champs yep that makes sense that's how i do it and then you'd have and then do it uh like i said do one for solos do one for duos do one for 
Uh, we'll, we'll say trios just to make it simple. I feel like uh, quads in Warzone is kind of similar to 6v6 in pubs, and then trios should be like 4v4. Where yeah. It's not as chaotic and overwhelming. There's a little bit more. Yeah. It's a little bit easier to follow. And, yeah. like, the, you know, Apex has always kind of been that trios only. They don't... You can do, like, solo fill, but you end up playing with the team. They've done solo lobbies, like, playlists before, duos playlists before, but Apex has pretty much always been focused on that team of three. Uh, but Warzone isn't. You know, Warzone has those individuals, and they've had it from the start. They've had solos, they've had duos, they've had trios from the start. They actually didn't. Launch of Warzone was only trios. Yeah, it was. So, but, but they did. They added it in like very quickly afterwards. Yeah, but like Warzone is all had already has a focus on like solos, right? Like they they've had duos tournaments for World Series of Warzone. They've had tr- trios, and they've had solos. You know what I'm saying? So that's why like I think they should still keep that, and then just do different leagues. You know what I'm saying? That way, like say a roster or not a roster an organization isn't you know financially stable enough to sponsor a full team of warzone players they could just do one player you know what i'm saying like it 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 brings in so many more opportunities and then in which case like because that think about like 100 thieves uh for the fortnite cup right they had people they had someone competing in uh a solos a cup. They had someone in duos. I I don't know if they had anyone in like squads or anything like that. But it just adds a bunch more room for like people to play. You know what I'm saying? Like it kind of mirrors back to what you were talking about, hating like you only make it if you know somebody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like if you were to do it that way, if you're like you, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't really have anybody that would be willing to compete with you in World Series of Warzone. Pretend probably, you know. So mm-hmm. like you could go in and do solos, and it's all online. You play through qualifiers all the way up, and then, you know, you get pro points and stuff like that, and so eventually, uh, you know, you go to, like, these qualifiers, and you play, like, so if... Because you know how it works with, like, uh, the C, you know, the amateur scene for this, for Call of Duty. Um, you know, you compete all year long, and you get your pro points, and the top teams with pro points go to events. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how it would be. You'd play these online matches consistently, consistently, and then if you get enough points, you get invited to uh, the online qualifier, and you play the online qualifiers to qualify for uh, playoffs at the end of the split. And then you do two splits per year. One split takes half the year. The other split takes the other half. That's about how Apex does it, right? They they play matches and then they go to uh, these qualifiers. They'll have one qualifier in you know one month and a qual a next qualifier the next qualifier the next and then like if you qual say you place top four at qualifier one, you're now qualified for playoffs. You know what I'm saying? So you're yeah. not required to play at the other qualifiers. Yeah. It's just like something like that would be a good format for Warzone, I think. 100%. Instead of just having it be invite only content creators, and then every once in a while you can play in uh, the World Series of Warzone. Yeah, like you can do qualifiers. That would be like your champs. That should be like your champs. Yeah, the World Series of Warzone should be your champs. Like for sure. It shouldn't just be 
a random tournament that just get brought up. Hey, it's back, guys! Sign up, no, you it, know. It, yeah. No, it needs to be. There needs to be a Warzone league, right? In which case, you know, people can play. It, yeah. it, for me, Warzone, because like, and you also look at like the type of events they've done for World Series of Warzone. Like, there's team captains, and like, the, there's like teams that compete under captains, and like. They've done that same thing for like Twitch rivals and stuff like that. And it just doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I feel like if you want a competitive like a competitive scene for for a BR to take off, it has to have a pretty it has to have a format, you know what I'm saying? A, yeah. An inclusive format. Yeah, and how, and like, do, how do you gauge Warzone tourneys? Like is it based on it's, kills? It's, it, well it just depends because that that's points. Yeah, it, it, it's a point system, but every tournament's different, you know. But most of the time, yeah, it's most of the time, most of the time it's one most of the time it's way. kills and placement your your one. placement determines a bonus. So it's like if you yeah. if you get every kill is one point, and if you place first, you get a two times point multiplier. You know, so it's like you get a multiplier, and then like like so it's like second through twentieth is. 1.5 and then and then 20th 21 through 40 is one you know so okay that's how they usually do it but there's but there's literally no there's there's no format like will said it's just every now and then a content creator will host a tournament and yeah he'll pick people he wants to play in it and that's like step one get a consistent scoring format which they have one they have one everything be the same thing in every single tournament and then go from there Yes, consistency and is I, key in I, every single esport. I do think every sport in general. I do think there there would be more of a focus on competitive for Warzone two. I think there's not a focus on competitive for Warzone one because the devs themselves have said we have oversaturated this game. Like we have yeah, screwed I, this game up. My my idea isn't something that should start right now. Mine is like next year. Yeah, or, yeah. Warzone two is yeah. when it should get up and running because it, it it should start right when the CDL starts and it should go through and because like if you follow competitive Apex, one of the th- coolest things to see was like Nick Merckx and his team trying to qualify for Apex champs. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that has such a better like the storyline of that is so much better than just like swag has one booyah's 100k tournament you know yeah every three months activision invites only the top creators to you know and like the thing is is, and like for the world series of warzone the top 20 teams some of like the top 20 outside of people playing qualifiers get invites how do you know what the top 20 teams are? You, you don't. don't. Yeah. It's just inviting <laughs> content creators. That's all it is. It's just inviting the people who pull the numbers into Warzone. That's all it exactly. is. And like in Apex, that's not how it works, right? Like yeah. Nick Merckx is by far the biggest Apex creator, right? Like by far. Nick Merckx is fucking, uh, he's a massive content creator. But he's nowhere near the best Apex player. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like he had to fight to qualify. I mean, right? I, there, I think they're in... Season three, aren't they? L- ALGS yeah, like season three. Yeah, yeah, they're they in made there. it in. And now they just gotta That's qualify for champs. Yeah, they had they had to fight to get there. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, Apex chances already happened. Well, they they gotta they'll they'll play the the season and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. try to make it into the next season. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but like, 
That's the thing is like Warzone doesn't have that. There's no storylines. It's just like every three months or so, World Series of Warzone happens, and you know you. It's got not even every three months. Merc. I think the last World Series of Warzone was 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 the final when Scump won it. Yeah, yeah and then yeah, and that was that was after champs yeah. last year. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So it's literally like World one Series World Series of Warzone, Warzone a year. Final. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's literally the final tournament of the year for Warzone, but there's no other tournaments beforehand. So it's yeah. like it's just it's literally just pick and choose. Yeah, it's who you want it's to play. Mainly in. like it's mainly like Twitch Rivals events, and then Activision's like, yeah. By the way, this also helps you qualify for World Series of Warzone. Yeah. So yeah, just, they they need to have I a better like format. If they did it and they coincided with the CDL, so like this year we had we had two basically like gaps where there was nothing going on. We had a month gap, which was fucking. But stupid. don't let the CDL and, players play in Warzone tournaments. Right, and then there was a two week gap. Another yeah, off season would be fine. Well, off season's fine, yeah, but in season, like, no. Having like big Warzone tournaments, like your your mid season or like your majors, in those give some people to, to watch. Fill in, yeah, it yeah. fills in the CDL, and you're gonna see. You're not gonna see pro players, but you're gonna see former pro players. You're gonna see. You're gonna see pro Warzone players. You know, well, you're, like, you're that's see the thing. Warzone if players. they do two splits, you know, like one split would end around this time of the year. And then the other split would end in like December. You know what I'm saying? So like you might yeah. see Scump, you know, playing in a World Series of Warzone tournament. See if it just 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 for the heck of it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. See if they qualify for champs at the end of the year or something like that. You never know. Yeah, I just feel like doing something where it coincides with the CDL allows just both to build on each other. Yeah, the CDL needs viewership for sure. It does, and a lot of people love Warzone. If you and, and there's going to be together, there's or, going to be a lot of I mean there's already so much hype surrounding Modern Warfare 2. And if it's a really good yeah. game, the CDL season is going to be immaculate. It's going to be a fantastic season to watch. On top of that, the hype is building for Warzone 2. And if it's a really good game, it, it, I mean that's just the, there are two opportunities for the games themselves to make COD explode again. Modern Warfare yeah. 2 this year is going to be the best-selling COD ever. By far, it's it's gonna beat out its predecessor of MW twenty nineteen. I I believe sure. that Warzone two has so many opportunities to be a million times better than Warzone one. For me, I just you know I see like what like the ALGS for Apex and stuff like that does, and it it's so cool. Like I said, the storylines for it and like the support and just like. There's like a set schedule that you can follow. You know when the matches are going to happen. You know how the format works. There's rules. Like, you get to see these actual teams show up. And, like, you know, you get to support them. Like, you got your yeah. like, Optic has an Apex team. There's, like, FaZe has an Apex team. You name it. Like, every major... Um, I feel like getting to know, like, Pro Warzone players. Like, we know COD players. Like... I know obviously every COD pro, not personally obviously, but like I know them. Yeah. I feel like I watch their streams, I follow them on Twitter, stuff like that. Getting that same thing with Warzone where I can name like three Warzone players. I can name Maybe. a whole lot of them. Yeah, you play Warzone, but I'm like it's just like quote unquote casual. I just don't play Warzone. And, 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 and another thing is for me personally, my competing years in COD multiplayer and Warzone are done. Like, I'm probably not going to compete anymore. But when Warzone initially released, everyone and their mother was playing that game. 
and it released at the perfect time. At the perfect time, and they they ruined the game. They filled it too much. It made people leave. It it made. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it made Will stop playing. I don't. I, I think Will stopped playing for two reasons. One, Warzone's not good, and two, he's not playing console against a bunch of PC crackheads. Um, yeah, but that's the biggest issues and, I have to. I don't have a good enough PC. Yeah, Andrew had no interest in Warzone. There's um, not a BR. Uh, Hank and Los got turned off by the things they were doing in Warzone. Um, like you, I I promise you, you have my word. If if my PC was good enough to get like 120, you know, plus frames on that game, I would still be playing it. I don't day. even get that. Not streaming. But we. Yeah. But they are saying. Final for two and Warzone what, two. No, yeah, get I get what, what I mean. you're saying. Like, I'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. like if I had more than 45 frames on PC, yeah, yeah, I'd yeah, yeah. Well, which they're saying Final for two and Warzone two are going to be better optimized for, you know, consoles and PC and stuff. So yeah, that's what I've heard. So hopefully we'll that's Long, that's going to happen. If Warzone, I could play Warzone on my PlayStation four, if yeah. I had an FOV slider. Yeah, FOV slider. That's another yeah. thing, man. Is a lot of people on console would still be playing Warzone if it had an FOV slider, which I I they said literally the only issue I have. I still get, like, I can feel, you know, on my PS4, I have, like, 65, 70, 80 frames. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I can feel it. I just, I can't see shit. Yeah. Because I am on fucking 80 FOV. Which, you Did know. you feel any better? I can't see anything in He's on PC. Of, I'm on PC. I can't see a damn thing. <laughs> That's why I can't play the game. But, but <laughs> I, I do believe what in Infinity Ward and Raven Software said where, if they put an FOV slider in Warzone 1, it would literally break consoles and PCs. Uh, or, well, consoles. Um, like I said, I think they are optimizing Warzone 2 better. Uh, and I do think there will be an FOV slider for Warzone 2 on console. Uh, I, think it, I think it will run better. Um, it has to. Their biggest player base is still on PS4 and Xbox One X. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah 100%. So I, I do think they, they, they have learned from... Warzone 1, and, and they're not going to make the same mistakes again, uh, which I'm excited for it. We're all excited for more Call of Duty. Uh, so it's it's going to be dope to see. Uh, Rippy Trent has a question. Uh, I think I already know the answer for both of you. Uh, do you think Formal comes back in Modern Warfare 2? No. I, I do not think Hell, I do not think Formal nah. returns to Call of Duty. Even even though Halo is like really struggling with like their format, one... The format won't stay this way. It'll definitely be better next year. It just it just doesn't make sense for it not to when you see how much money Microsoft has been pumping into it. Um, and you, you got to think about the situation Formal's in, right? Like, Formal is a top player in COD. He could come back and he'd be on... He'd probably be on Optic. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't foresee them not give, you know, giving him a spot. Yeah, and... But, and well... If he were to return, he would not get a spot on Optic Texas. I don't think he would. Yeah, he, he would, would, he would not get a spot. He would. I think he would. He, but he wouldn't. I don't think he'd get a spot on Optic you, Texas. you got to remember, Optic is always numbers and content and stuff. First, Formal is bigger than everyone else except for Scott. Yeah, but that's, that's another thing is Formal. I don't think he'd get well, a spot. Well, and on what, top of yeah. that, I don't think he'd leave Optic. So no, The thing is, Formal... In COD, Formal is a well-known player. He's a really, really liked player, but he's not the biggest. When he goes to Halo now, Formal is to Halo what Scump is to COD now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, or at least he will be very quickly if he's not, you know, if he's not there yet. 
it doesn't make sense for him to leave Halo. It, he's set to make himself the face of Halo if he stays there. So yeah, yep. uh, formal will uh, will not return in, in my offer too. I think formal is is done with Call of Duty for his career. I, I don't think he'll he'll ever return to play it. Um, he's doing really well in Halo, so he yeah, I, I don't think I don't think uh, I don't think he returns. Um, what an episode! I think we've covered a lot. Obviously, Champs is still going on. Everyone, uh, like I said, me and Will 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 cover the ending of Champs uh, on next week's episode of the podcast. Uh, Toronto and Optic are currently playing right now, um, and obviously, like I said, in the weeks to come, there's going to be a lot of Modern Warfare Two news, Warzone news. There's going to be so much stuff to cover. There's going to be so much stuff. Me and Will won't be able to wrap our fucking heads around it. Uh, Sunday we get an announcement. Hopefully Sunday, a date. yeah, Sunday we get an announcement. We'll we'll go over that announcement on the next episode. Uh, we will have Andrew back on the podcast for sure. Uh, at probably some point in time, probably CDL season. Yeah, probably around the next CDL season, we'll we'll have Andrew back on because we're gonna cover the whole season. Me and Will are not gonna slack this time around. We're gonna cover the whole season, and we're gonna keep all of you updated on on the CDL, on Warzone Two, on all that kind of stuff. All right. But thank you guys for watching. This episode of the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you're listening, Andrew, thanks for coming on and talking with us. I got you, um, Dad. We had a, we, I had fun. I mean, who doesn't love talking competitive Call of Duty and Call of Duty in general? Um, and like I said, we will, we, me and Will will get an update to y'all on on post champs next week. Uh, any any closing remarks, gentlemen? Hope MW2 is better than Vanguard. True. God, I hope so. If it's not, we're in for a long year. I'm a long two years, I should say. Oh well, I got one more thing. I think I don't know if you guys saw this. I saw this. Um, mm. Y'all probably did see it. Uh, 2023, there is something called due to related releasing. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Yeah, premium, premium release. I don't know what that. I, it's not I, another con I title. Think, I think it's gonna be uh like a content overhaul for Modern Warfare Two. So. Like, I think they're going to come out this year and they're going to have, you know, like the story that comes out with the game because there's always a campaign for Infinity Ward games. So the story is going to come out. The initial, like, group of maps are going to come out, stuff like that. I think next year we'll get probably, like, an expansion on the story, a bunch of new maps, you know. I, I think that's what's going to uh, be. A, a fresh look to Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone yeah, 2. Yeah, never done campaign DLC for COD. It's... Now, now they have the opportunity for, for it. Shit. I would pay for yeah, that shit. True. A, Give me the ending to Kai Ghost see. campaign. Let me see what happens Honestly, after I get yeah. dragged off the beach. Like I would pay for that. I, would, I think it'll I would either be for it, but I pay for it. I think it'll either be a content expansion, so like a, a whole new set of like, because we're supposed to get like what, like sixteen to twenty maps with this game or something so, like that. Something like that. It yeah. hasn't been confirmed, but it's supposed there, to be. There's like yeah. MW. Yeah, there's yeah. there's supposed to be a lot of maps. So. It's supposed to be a good amount, and then like there's the campaign, which is the continuation to the Modern Warfare uh, 2019 campaign. So I think that's what it would be. I think we'll get another like campaign installation. I think we'll get probably a whole new grouping of maps, or. It, if it's not yeah, a mainline release, it could be a remaster. I doubt that, though. Yeah, yeah that that was my thought. Yeah, either something whatever. to to update the current game or 
uh, a remaster. Uh, I don't yeah. think it'll be a remaster. Um, it just it depends on the the game that's getting remastered. If any game gets remastered, it's not going to be Black Ops Two or Modern Warfare Two. It's going to be along yeah. the lines of Modern Warfare Three, you know, something yeah. like that. It, it would not be because Black Ops Two and Modern Warfare Two would split the fan base up way too much. Um, yeah. So because I, I think it's just going to be Modern Warfare Two point five. I think I just think that if they the release a bunch of content like maps and stuff, and we're already getting free DLC, it's going to rub a lot of people the wrong way. Well, I mean, it, it, it just depends on like a yeah it just like depends that. on what their plan is you know maybe you know this is a shot in the dark but this is just an idea you know maybe it's a a, a solo cod zombies game developed by yeah. treyarch and sledgehammer you know you never you never know what it could be they're doing it something be... activision's crazy so who knows what could happen larry's if in chat saying mw3's bad but uh if they did something like that with uh with like a solo zombies title where all zombies titles all zombies maps you know you get all, all black ops 2 war war at war yeah. maps that would be really really dope i'd buy it i'd buy it it won't be zombies i would be shocked if it's zombies i'm it definitely won't be zombies but that's an idea almost, that's an idea no there's almost no way it's not a content overhaul the game Why? is going to be two years zombies, because that's the game be is going to be I don't that's, think they care about it. But you also got you got to think about it like this. Flopped so hard last year. I don't think. Yeah, and you also got to think and that the year, the, think the lead of Zombies Treyarch will be working on their own zombie story yeah. for their next game. So I doubt it'll be anything zombies related. Um, I it's probably along the lines of what Will said. You know, like a, a Modern Warfare two point five. We also have the DMZ shit in Modern Warfare two. Yeah, I yeah. It was. Well, so, DMZ uh, DMZ the, is on yeah, release. Yeah, it comes out PlayStation first, but it's on, it's on release. Yeah, the, it was supposedly going to be uh, post-launch, but uh, as of right now, they're saying it's going to be ready on launch. Um, yeah. Now, I know, Andrew, I think you said something about DMZ being locked behind a paywall, or someone yeah, said. That was, it's that something was like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so su supposedly you're going to have to pay to play the DMZ mode. Uh, and uh, if it's on PlayStation first, I wouldn't doubt it if there is a paywall for non-PlayStation users. Yeah. yeah, I could yeah. see something like that happening, but I, I, I don't know. I just with the game being on a two-year rotation, especially considering the CDL is a thing, I'd be shocked if it's not like a complete content overhaul just to kind of keep things fresh. Yeah, yeah, I, I doubt it's a remaster or anything like that. Like I said, if they do remaster, they literally like literally the only game they could remaster would be Modern Warfare Three, um, or a jetpack title, or a jetpack title. But the jetpack tires are still relevant in my opinion they started in 2015 and it's only 2022 you know i know that was seven years ago but i mean you know there's no reason to remaster a jetpack title and then that no one would buy it anyway so yeah, yeah. i mean who who knows what it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see and plus uh 2023 uh microsoft takes over so that's yep. that's gonna be interesting yeah. to see what microsoft does I wonder uh, if it actually is something related to Microsoft. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's a Microsoft well, thing. Yeah, it could be. Like, you never know what's going to change. Like, the, the Halo whole, expansion pack. The whole, like, <laughs> idea of, like... Play as Master Chief in Modern Warfare 2 today. The whole idea of how content works right now, like, could drastically change next year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. It just depends so, like, on what Microsoft does. The idea of, like, free content and stuff like that, the way it's been, could just disappear and we could end up going back to, like, map packs. You never know. Hey, yeah. I'll fucking pay for it. All right? You know, the one, well, the one thing I want is fucking $2 camos that I can pay for again. I, I want that. Give me my $2 camos back. 
I want to put I want to put weed leaves on my gun. Would you rather have four times a year get four maps, or throughout an entire year get sixteen extra maps, just one like every couple of months? Uh, uh, current uh, way or previous way? Previous like way. Content previous way. way. Well, I mean, the current one's good because you get more maps, but previous way, the maps were better in every single way. No, they weren't. Some of the, the, the old school DLC maps used to be bad, bro. You don't remember playing on Pod? That map was great. That map was not great. Hold up. <laughs> You're <laughs> actually faded. <laughs> I know, it's, I know it's not great. It literally, in the, in the picture, bottom left, in the Black Ops 2 lobby, it looked like poo. It didn't even look like Pod. It looked like poo. Okay. And that's what that map was. It was shit. Outside of pod though, BO2 did not miss with their DLCs. True, true. Not once. Not once. I it's just, hard to. Yeah, but like we're focusing on like competitive uh, this episode. How many DLC maps made competitive rotation? From BO2, I mean none. Cold yeah, War, all yeah. of them. No, like well, Cold War doesn't count because Cold, Cold War, War was re- BO2 maps. Cold, yeah, Cold War released with like eight maps by itself, <laughs> like, yeah. and they were all big. <laughs> The Warfare needed some DLC maps, bro. I I couldn't stand watching fucking Azir Cave over and over again. Hey, Modern hey, Warfare maps were gaff. bad. Yeah. Uh, Optic Texas, bad. by the way, everyone up 1-0 in the series. They won the Bocage Hardpoint. Um, surprisingly. But, yeah, I mean, you, who knows what it could be. Um, it could be anything. I... I, I, I... Uh, I feel like it's it's got to be something that like to keep content fresh. That's the only thing I can I mean, imagine. That would make sense the most. We'd have to wait yeah. and see. I it really is hard to say anything else at this point. I mean, I guess gunfight isn't gonna be there at launch. So yeah, gunfight. Well, it will be in the game, just not off launch. Um, I wonder if it's a gunfight expansion. No, no, I doubt it. Um, there's no way they wait a year to just put gunfight in the game. Um. Yeah, I'm thinking content overall, new game modes, uh, new maps, new guns. You know, just give. Be something for Warzone. Uh, there's it's definitely going to be probably a new Warzone map. Probably it actually you know, could be a new Warzone map. Which DMZ map? Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you never know. It could be a lot. Uh, well, supposedly the DMZ map and the Warzone map are going to be the exact same. That's so, so it, it's probably going to be. Uh, it's going to be for Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone 2. But, uh, yeah. Again, Andrew, thank you for coming on. Uh, everyone, if you enjoy the podcast, uh, make sure you hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Uh, make sure you follow the podcast on Spotify and Amazon Music so you can catch every new episode every Friday. You can watch the podcast right here live every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, hosted by myself and Will, and we'll have guests, beautiful guests like Andrew on. For, for a bunch of episodes in the future, uh, let us know who you want on the podcast. And don't tell me Papa, because I'm trying to get that to work out. But he'll probably never come, because he doesn't like us. Anyway, thank you guys for watching, listening, all that good stuff. Um, follow the podcast. Follow my Twitch, VVTrep. Follow my Twitter for updates on the podcast. Follow Will's Twitter, at Mr. Willis. Follow Andrew's Twitter, at I Drew wo, wo, wo. I, I don't even know what my uh, It's is. something. I'll put his stuff down in the, in the description. Anyway, thank you guys so much for watching. We'll catch you next week. We're going to follow up on Champs. Hopefully, we'll have some more Modern Warfare 2 and more Zone 2 news to talk about. And yeah. Announcement Sunday. Announcement Sunday. Watch COD Champs. Sunday. Watch COD Champs this weekend. If you're listening to this on Spotify, it's already Friday. You already missed a bunch of matches. Let's Watch it. Out there. We're almost 100K viewers for the COD League. That's because Optic's playing. All right, guys. Yeah. We'll catch yeah. you next week. Much love. Later.